author of uh, Hit Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. Yes, sir, indeed. Work Boot Wednesday. Here we go. Get you over to Hump on Hump Day. Fuck Hump Day. Get it cracking. Hopefully, y'all can hear me. Here on Work Boot Wednesday, Slapdick Podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag. Hope everybody can hear me all right. Getting it going. Had a little fucking technical difficulty as normal. You know me. But we're here on Work Boot Wednesday, Hard Hat Wednesday. Put on your big boy pants. Fucking tie up your work boots. We're about to get after it. Um, show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Visit betonline.ag today. Get you 50% off welcome bonus using the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And tell them the Slapdick sent you. March Madness is here. We're already in conference tournaments. Syracuse beat the shit out of Florida State today. Jim Beheim's kid, cheap shot at a motherfucker. Alfonso Ellis is pretty pissed at Beheim. They had words, apparently. But that's what betonline.ag is for. From everything from Vegas casinos to March Madness to the NBA playoffs right around the corner. Betonline.ag is where all your bets can be made. Make sure you go over there, send them... Tell them Slapdick sent you. Use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off welcome bonus. Where all your bets are made. BetOnline.ag. Uh, here to... Got a cool show for you, man. Hard hat. You know, work boot Wednesday. Got my hard hat on. Ready to get after it. Lots to discuss. Um, make sure you guys visit CoachJBStore.com. I got the merch cracking. I got the whiskey on there. Um... Go over there and check it out, CoachJBStore.com. All the merch is out. Ladies, got your booty shorts ready to go, the T-shirts, the short sleeve, the long sleeve hoodies, the hats, all you name it, we got it. Go over there and check it out, CoachJBStore.com. Um, got a guest coming on today, man. He runs an L.A. podcast here, talks about L.A. football in general, SC, UCLA, Chargers, Rams, um, he's all LA guy. I've uh, been doing it a long time. He's an ESPN radio guy. Um, uh, he's going to come on, man. We're going to talk about the AFC West, the quarterback discussions that I've been having online with certain Twitter know-it-all fucks. We're going to discuss it and we may disagree. We may agree. Who knows? Disagreements create great conversations. So he'll be joining us at around 2 30 PM. Uh, I will be taking calls. You can join us. So any of you guys want to talk and ask him some questions about certain teams, he knows a lot more in-depth shit than I do 
about players and contracts and all that old shit. So feel free to call in if you're a member. Get to talk to him. Um, it's from uh, he he's on a podcast, so he's on YouTube as well. And I'll shout out all that shit later on when he comes on. Um, but his name is Ryan Derude, um, LA Football Network. But uh, join us. He'll be here around two thirty, two thirty hour, and we'll chop it up, talk about some real shit. Take calls during that show. We'll take calls during the later part, too, when I get into the meat potatoes of the show. Plus, I got the trivia as normal. Shout out to my Uso, Josh. He won yesterday. Got Randall Cunningham question right. I don't know if the motherfucker Googled it or what, but he got it finally after about 10 minutes on the show. Uh, I'm just fucking with him. Uh, got your email today. I got, I'll send you out that uh, that merch here tomorrow, so. Tomorrow, reminder for Thirsty Thursday, we're going to be very extra thirsty tomorrow. Um, I'll be doing the show live from our distillery in San Diego at 2 p.m. Pacific. Tomorrow, we'll be doing the show live um, from the distillery in San Diego. Um, And we'll be kind of giving you a tour of the distillery, how we make the slapdick whiskey. Plus, I'll have some guests on from the distillery and certain uh, some fans from around the neighborhood. We'll have them come on in and chop it up. We'll try some whiskey, sip on it. We might be trying the 131 proof of the Coach's Blend Slapdick Whiskey. And we're going to get into that. But tomorrow's Thirsty Thursday. We're going to make sure you're extra thirsty because we'll be doing it from the fucking Thirsty Distillery. So try that out tomorrow and check it out. See how that goes. Um, But we'll be down in San Diego at the distillery. Um... With my boy Chris, who owns it, and we'll be out there tomorrow in San Diego. And uh, we'll be doing the show live from there. So make sure you join in tomorrow at 2 p.m. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to the Slapdick Podcast. Um, give you the quote of the day, man. Get this shit going. Another one of my own quotes that I created. Um, I don't even know if a lot of you guys will even understand the quote. But work is not man's punishment. It is a history lesson to our kids. It is a history lesson for our fucking children. Man, I'm a blue-collar motherfucker, man. I'm going to get into it today, especially here on Work Boot Wednesday, Hard Hat Wednesday, Hump Day. Work is not man's punishment. It is a history lesson for our kids. Dog, we got too many fucking soft motherfuckers that don't even know what the fuck dirty fingernails look like. Don't know what calluses are. I'm going to get into that at the end of this show, man. We're going to talk about the new blue-collar worker. That's really what it is. We're going to talk about the new fucking blue-collar worker. I think the new blue-collar worker is a goddamn coder. (laughs) Motherfucker code software and shit. That's what I think these motherfuckers think blue-collar work is. But we're going to get into all that later on since it is Work Boot Wednesday. Um, but work is not man's punishment. It is a history lesson for our kids. Our kids should know, look back and know that we grinded, dog. <laughs> I don't think a lot of you motherfuckers' kids look back and, and think that at all anymore. So, um, we're going to see. We're going to see. It's interesting. Appreciate everybody coming in the show, man. Uh, hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member today. I appreciate everybody that's becoming a member, man. We're growing the channel. 
there's over 225 members already in just a couple weeks. So shout out to all you guys that are members. Appreciate all you guys. I think we got a great community here on YouTube. Everybody, for the most part, gets along. We even call out our trolls and bots and all that other shit I'm learning from you guys, what the fuck those things mean. So, But one thing you do learn from me is contrary to belief. And you know me. I'm going to bring the heat. Contrary to belief today, brought to you by betonline.ag. Heel versus heel. All right? Now, a lot of you guys got COVID-19. You needed to heal. That's H-E-A-L, right? We got to heal our bodies. Waiting for the cut to heal. And then there's heal, like shit heal, motherfucker. Half of you motherfuckers out there on Twitter and Instagram are shit heels. You motherfuckers just pick up shit from everywhere you go and try to throw it at the wall and see if the shit sticks. That's H-E-E-L, heal. You got idle and idle, okay? So idle means like there's idle time. I got downtime. I'm chilling. My time is idle right now. You know, the car is idling, idle. It's a happy medium between fast and turned off, idle. And then you got idle, like Coach JB, you're my idol. I already know I'm your idol, motherfucker, so stop being a fucking slapdick. Um, what are you guys talking about in the chat? Anyway, and then there's Billy Idol. If you guys are anyone in this thing that's old that knows that Billy Idol is. Then you got not and you got not, okay? K-N-O-T. That is like a not. Uh, like, you know, if you guys, do you guys like those, uh, Lucy, you guys like those fucking bread knots? Those little fucking, they're bomb as fuck. The garlic knots. Have you guys had those? Oh, my God. I just had a couple the other day. Them motherfuckers are bomb. I'm trying to stay off the knot. I'm trying to stay off the fucking bread. And then there's not. <laughs> no, I have not had the knots. <laughs> uh, then we got weather versus weather. A lot of you slapdicks out here don't know the difference. Just so we're clear. Weather is how beautiful it is in California right now. Southern California, fucking 75, no real wind, no clouds in the sky, nice little breeze. Um, and then it's weather or not. Weather, W-H-E-T-H-E-R. There's a difference. Whether or not you're a slapdick or not, I do know for one thing, you're possibly a fuckstick. So make sure you know the difference between weather and weather. Timothy Jerkowitz is now a member of the Slapdick Podcast on YouTube. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate it. Um... So what's TJ and Josh in here talking about? Um, I'm trying to catch up, man, to the chat. It's hard to do. You know me because it's a slapdick podcast, man. I don't script shit. We're real live and uncut around this motherfucker. So I appreciate everybody coming in. Um, Will Farrell showed up to the Golden State Warriors game yesterday, man. He looked like, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, um, but he, he was dressed in that shit. Uh, that shit I thought was fucking comical. Um, Carson Wentz was traded and paid off. <laughs> Does anyone realize how can somebody listen, man? I need my ego stroke today. Like I need a motherfucker to pat me on the back. 
I could do it myself, really, though. So shut the fuck up. I don't really need you to pat me on the back. But anyway, I want you to pat me on the back. How many fucking times have I been wrong about a quarterback? Like, how many times have I been on a show talking about how shitty Carson Wentz is? Baker Mayfield is. How Lamar Jackson is not the guy. How Kyler Murray is not the guy. How Mahomes is a gimmick. How many times have I been wrong? Oh, my God. How the fuck can you not listen to a motherfucker who has sent six quarterbacks to the NFL, 25 Division I quarterbacks, played the position at a high level, coached it for a long time, great judge of talent, evaluator of personnel, which makes me a great recruiter, and I don't know if I've been wrong. I've been calling quarterbacks out since fucking Ryan Leaf to Vince Young to RG3 to fucking Baker Mayfield. I've been calling quarterbacks out and correctly picking them for 20 years. Fuck picking college football games. Fuck knowing this. Fuck picking a game. I don't give a fuck about games. Fuck, we're in the transfer portal era. This shit's so fucking pussy soft. It's hard. It's impossible to fucking pick. Las Vegas, by the way, had more losses than the, in the history of betting at the sports books in the history this past season. Now, I told you on Pat McAfee show why that is. And it's ironic they just bring that up. Because you can't get it right no more. These motherfuckers are soft. They bow out. They play. Fuck. They don't play. They fucking sit out. They transfer. They don't play in a bowl game. You got a bunch of shitbird transfers on one team. You can't really judge how good the team is. <sighs> Sorry about that. The camera's not too high. The problem is my fucking branding on the bottom is and i told these guys about that shit anyway you can see me now right um because i have the branding on there and you can't see me um appreciate you ac now become a member since you want to point out i'm fucking shitty my camera is um biggie smalls died 25 years ago today how do you figure that 25 years ago some of you motherfuckers weren't even born 25 years ago i was literally in la driving around when it happened and we heard it on the radio and we were like damn that shit's two streets away we were two streets away um no i appreciate you ac i'm just fucking with you um we're two streets away and and we had to go over there and biggie smalls man big papa big papa biggie smalls he had to either have major pipe we know he had money at the time. He had to even have major fucking pipe, meaning a big dick. Or the girls were just thirsty as fuck. Like, he had bitches, didn't he? Now, Faith Evans, ah, she's kind of fucked up. Little Kim, obviously, we look at her now. She looks like Sammy Sosa. But I'm just saying, at some time, this is a big, fat, Burple, dark motherfucker. This motherfucker's so fucking fat and sloppy. Breathed fucked up. Breathing was fucked up. He looked like the motherfucker just got out of bed every day. Had bitches. That's how fucking crazy it is. So, like, I don't know. Does it go the other way, ladies? Does it fucking go the other way? 
can can good-looking men get pretty women? I mean, does good-looking women uh, men get fucked up, fat, sloppy women? What is the reason for that? I gotta know. How does a sloppy, not very good-looking woman get a male model? Is it equivalent? Does she got bomb pussy? A lot of money? I got to know. We haven't really got into this. We haven't really got into this discussion. But I need to know that why that is. How does a fat, ugly, wobble body woman who has nothing going for them get a model man? Confidence? I don't know, man. You could be as confident as you motherfucking want me. You could be a confident motherfucker. Um, <laughs> you could be a confident motherfucker, but shit. Um, I agree, Jada. Most men do take a nice body over a cute face. I, that's real. I do agree with you on that. Why is that, though? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, because guys just want to fuck and, you know, do all that old shit. See, when you get older, though, that shit ain't even cool. I don't even give a fuck no more. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a fat ass washing dishes in my crib. But at the same time, she turned around and looks like motherfucking Mike Tyson just knocked her ass out. It don't do nothing for me. The ass is only going so far. Shit. You know, men. <laughs> men, once... Once we fucking bust one, shit, you got to roll over and look at the shit, and she fucked up, shit. Unless you walk around at the mall holding the ass by her face, ain't no fucking sunshine. And then, hell, shit, let me stop. Um, There is only two things undefeated, Christy Manzi. I appreciate you understanding that. What we do in the dark, if it ever came to light, whoo, men out there, Jada, there is so many men out there that would be put on blast today. Oh, my fuck. If motherfuckers did at night would come to the light, whoo, shit. I bet you these motherfuckers in this chat have talked to so many has probably fuck around and buried their face in between motherfucking the thighs of fucking Roseanne Barr and her motherfucking prime. And they're not even telling nobody about it. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're going to get into Carson Wentz trade here in a minute. Johnny Greer, Rip, uh... Johnny Greer, first black referee and field judge in the Super Bowl. He passed away today, man. Shout out to Johnny Greer. I used to love watching him referee. He was a no-bullshit-tolerance guy. Um, passed away today, man. Uh, unfortunate. Um, good referee in the NFL. Um, reminder, make sure you realize tomorrow's Thirsty Thursday will be held at the distillery in San Diego. Kent. Ketner Spirits, K-E-T-T-N-E-R. So, um, want to give you that. 
update once again. Slapdicks of the of the fucking day, man. Do you guys, you know, I always talk shit about ESPN, but I watch them because you know what? I wake up and it stays on because I don't watch TV, so the TV channel stays on ESPN when I wake up in the morning. But Booger McFarland, he may be probably the worst Monday Night Football analyst that ever has been on Monday Night Football. He started speaking about Russell Wilson, saying that he needed a great defense and a run game to win the Super Bowl that he won and to go to the second one. Um, No shit. (laughs) God damn, homie. I really don't know what to say to these things. Like, uh, there's a way... Like, I want to fucking... Like, I want to fucking, like, compare it to some retarded, dumb motherfucking point. I just can't point, I can't finger point how to compare that, what he just said about Russell Wilson. I don't know where to even start. No shit, booger. Did Tom Brady win with horrible defense and no fucking running game? Now, he had a lot of white boy receivers, but he sure had a hell of a defense every fucking time they won a Super Bowl, including last year when they waxed Mahomes two years ago. Did Stafford have a shitty defense with no run game? (laughs) Holy fuck. Did Troy Aikman have fucking three shitty defenses when he won three Super Bowls? How about fucking Bradshaw? How many shitty defenses did they have, Booger McFarland? Homie, I, I'm really lost for words, some of these announcers, dog. I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, just a little sh- fucking FYI, Booger. Uh, Mahomes won the Super Bowl two years ago, um, three years ago now. He had, a, I think, the best defense in the NFL. The Chiefs had the best defense at the time in the NFL. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Holy fuck, dog. We have some motherfuckers who say some shit, dog, that I, I don't understand how they how they fucking stay on, on TV shows like this. And Kimberly Martin, homie. Oh, my fuck. Kimberly Martin has to probably be, you know, I know yesterday was International Women's Day and shit. But this is a classic example of why women sometimes get a job on TV at that, with that platform. Decent looking lady, you know, she's okay. She's not like fucking fire or nothing. But how, who, who was she fucking to get that gig? I, I got to know. Like, I got to know. She says some shit, dog, that I just, it blows my fucking mind. Like, I, I got to understand. Like, I, I got to know. I like Joy Taylor. People hate on her, too. And she's better looking. <laughs> but Kimberly Martin, homie, holy fuck, dog. There's clips out there on social media, I guess you can look up, that she, she's so bad that she fucks up so much. I got to know how she keeps a gig. But they fired Rachel Nichols. Because she fucking just said some dumb shit. I don't know what she did, but it's no worse than some of these other motherfuckers. But Kimberly Martin is, oh my God, she's bad. Who saw Kyrie Irving score 50 points last night? Um, I just want to know, yay, yippee, yay. Uh, 
What the fuck does she do, though? What does he do? What does that prove? It proves absolutely, absolutely, unequivocally nothing. It's a bigger slap in the face that is to his teammates and the league, the NBA, that he can score 50, but he won't play with his teammates full time. It, to me, it's truly sad and unbelievable. I just got to be real with you. And if I were his teammates, I would tell his bitch ass to get the fuck on. Because you're just teasing us. Like, you're dick riding. You're just a fucking dick tease at this point, motherfucker. Why the fuck is you... Why would you even let him play? So now he won't play again for six days. (laughs) But you can fucking drop 50, tease the team, tease the NBA, tease the fan base that pays your salary, and you won't go back for six days. Unbelievable. How did RG3... Let me break this. How did RG3 get hired at ESPN? What gave that dude the experience or knowledge to get that job? Can I find that out? I got to know. I got to really know why. Um, How he got the job is unbelievable. Like, his first gig was right after he got cut by the Ravens. This motherfucker gets signed right with ESPN, and he's on doing a college football game with my boy um, fucking calling a football game on college football game day. Mark Jones. I'm just like, what? How the fuck did that happen? How in the fuck did that Urkel-looking motherfucker get enough fucking... Like, they're just higher fucking because you're an ex-player, dog. That motherfucker is horrible. Horrible. I mean, ESPN hires some horrible. Is Ben Simmons showing up tomorrow for the 76ers game? If he is he gonna show up and sit on the bench, I think somebody's gonna throw a motherfucking tomato at him. I guarantee you somebody's getting kicked out. If he shows up on the bench, some people are throwing some shit at him. Because Philly's still Philly. They're still a blue-collar hard hat work boot fucking city. They're gonna throw a fucking tomato at Ben Simmons bitch ass. I don't think he shows up, Brad. I don't think he shows up, dog. I just have a gut feeling. Now, he may show up, but I got to I gotta know. Why is he not playing? Like, why is he not playing? <sighs> what a fucking bitch. Seahawks cut Wagner, saved $16 million. Man, I guess the Seahawks are fucking rebuilding because yesterday we said, no way Pete Carroll, 70 years old, is going to rebuild. Looks like he is. I don't know what they're going to do with losing Wagner. Wagner's been their best solid defensive guy for a long time. Um, yeah, I've been saying Greg Olson's. Greg Olson, I just, it's crazy. He was on Pat show today. It's ironic. I just sent him some whiskey. Um, his little brother played for me. Uh, Greg's a great dude, man. Good dude, smart dude. His whole family, Chris, Kevin, Greg, all good dudes. Mom and dad, good dudes. His dad's like one of the all-time winningest football coaches in high school history in New Jersey, by the way. Um, you know, Wagner's older. He is older, uh, Evan. He is older. Uh, make sure you guys hit the like button for me. Pound the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Become a member today. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. They saved $16 million. I don't know what quarterback they're going after. Because Watson, Watson still hasn't yet to go to court. And everyone talking about Watson going to the Seattle, but goddamn, he's going to be suspended. He's going to be suspended. Yeah, he got into it in, in the with some. 
He got into some trouble, um, Taylor Vaughn. You snitch, motherfucker. Why are you snitching, dog? How do you think I got him to play? <laughs> How do you think he played for me, dog? What the fuck? But everything's pat. He didn't do nothing. Everything was accusations. Um, he goes to court Friday, Deshaun Watson. We're going to see what happens here. But uh, just so we're clear, that motherfucker is going to be suspended for some games. Now, if he's not suspended... I mean, I hope he's suspended or will be disciplined. I don't hope, but I'm saying, basically, if fucking Calvin Ridley was been suspended for a year for spending fifteen hundred hundred on his own fucking self, I, I I hope that Deshaun Watson faces some discipline, right? Or we're just telling females again, fuck you, right? Like that's what it is at this point. Um, Jordan Love is not very good, bro. We're going to talk about the AFC quarterback situation. We're going to get into all that shit um, here shortly with uh, Ryan DeRude here from L.A. Football Network. Um, man, I don't know, dog. I don't know. Um, he's going to be calling in. We're going to take some calls. I'm going to take a call, man, and we're going to have a guest on here in a second. Uh, Ryan DeRue from LA Football Network. Uh, follow him on Twitter at LAFB Network. All right. Um, also on YouTube, LAFB Network. Make sure you guys go subscribe while we're on the show. Um, he's uh, also works with the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Um, bring him on in. Ryan, what's going on, man? What's up, Coach? Thanks for having me. Man, appreciate I appreciate you coming on, man. We're, we're, we're fucking on Work Boot Wednesday here on, on the pod, man. So we're uh, here on YouTube. Got a, got about a, Just got 100 people just hit the rock. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Man, this is Ryan. Ryan, spell your, uh, pronounce your last name so I don't fuck it up. You, hey, you can say whatever you want, but it's it's Dirude. It's Norwegian. Dirude, okay. Dirude. Yeah. Ryan Dirude, Di okay. I said Dirude. Okay, good. Um. Yeah, same thing. Ryan DeRue, man, DeRue, L.A. Football Network. Um, your Twitter is LAFB Network on Twitter, right? Yeah, that's the, the company page. My personal one's just Ryan DeRue, LAFB, but anyone is fine. Okay, so. Ryan DeRue, uh, R-Y-A-N-D-Y-R-U-D, L-A-F-B on Twitter. Yes, um, sir, a lot of letters. No letters? A lot of letters. Yeah, a lot of letters. <laughs> hey, I know. Fuck. People don't realize all that shit. So our, my show, man, is a little different. I take calls on uh, during the show, like from people that are members of the show. So it kind of we got a community. We got a pretty good community, man. But me and you right now, I just want to bring you on, man, because I know uh, kind of explain to everybody what you do and, and, and kind of how you are uh, nestled here in L.A. and what you kind of cover. I told everybody you're pretty much an L.A. football, L.A. town coverage, but kind of tell everybody what you kind of cover. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Great catching up and love what you guys are doing. So, um, but yeah, you know, I started the LA Football Network about almost two years ago uh, just to cover what it is LA football, Rams, Chargers, Trojans, Bruins. We're getting into the high school aspect as well. We're actually teaming up with Sua Cravens, former Trojan. Uh, we're streaming his seven on seven tournament this June that he's doing with between 30 and 50 teams. Uh, a bunch of former players come out to coach. So uh, trying to just, you know, create content, cover the great L.A. football teams because I feel like there's a void here in L.A. Everyone loves the Lakers and Dodgers, but I think our L.A. team, L.A. football teams don't get enough love. And I'm a football junkie. I know you are, too. So uh, that's where the passion is. And so that's what we do. It's been a lot of fun. 
Tell Sue I said what's up, man. I, I haven't talked to Sue in a while. Sue's little brother played for me in high school at Cabrillo High School in Long Beach. So him and his mom brought brought Sue's younger brother all over for, to play for me um, back in 2012 or 13. Yeah. Um, so uh, good dude. Family was a great, talented guy. They're all from out here where I'm at. They're out here from the IE, man. Yeah, he uh, went to what Vista Marietta, yep. I think, out there, and yeah, yeah. So, yep. uh, which is yeah, the tournament will be out there that way too. So you have to stop by. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So what a uh, seven on seven, man. That's something I just fucking hate. But anyway, um, <laughs> man, it makes so yeah. much. It makes us so fucking soft, man. I, I got yeah. you know we're gonna talk. I wanted to bring you on and talk about the whole AFC West thing. Obviously. Um, it's ironically ironic that fucking Seattle Seahawks used to be in the AFC West. Um, mm-hmm. How you like my slapstick whiskey, man? Dude, it's fantastic. I got it. I got it right here. Uh, got, the, got the glass right here. You know, I, I don't care if it's two thirty on a on a Wednesday. We hey, hey, hey tomorrow's Thursday Thursday on here, man. I get fucked up during the show, so don't even <laughs> mind me. It could be at yeah. nine in the morning. I gotta morning. pick my daughter up in a few hours, so I can't get too. Hey, crazy, can't get but, too you know, glass yeah. here or there, no doubt. Yeah. Where are you staying at? Are you out in L.A. or uh, Santa Monica area or something? So I, I'm in Pasadena. So okay, just, just okay. north of L.A., right right by the Rose Bowl. Uh, but I lived in Long Beach for, yeah. shit, 15 years. Yeah, uh, we live all right by each other for way. a long time. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's we funny. We were catching out. up. And, yeah, yeah all, the, all the great local spots. No Can't doubt. No doubt. So look, man, the trade happened yesterday. Russell Wilson, obviously, uh, everybody's talking about um, to Denver. Seems like Denver gave up the house to get him. I... Came out and did a video last night and saying that, you know, all these people talking about Seattle won the damn uh, trade. And I'm just sitting there like, well, and maybe you disagree with me, but anytime you get a top five quarterback, top 10 quarterback in the NFL, I don't care what you give away. You won the fucking trade, in my opinion. Now, um, you know, the Rams just did it. Tampa just did it. Everyone is going to this model of let's win now, screw tomorrow, screw the pick, screw the cap. We'll worry about that later. Let's get the best in now and try to win now. They have wideouts. They have a tight end. They have a defense. Um, Booger McFarland comes on ESPN today and says Russell's not very good, and he had to have the <laughs> Legion of Boom to win a Super Bowl and go to the second one. And I'm just sitting here like, it blows my mind that people sit here and say shit out their mind, out their fucking ears like this. I'm just like, how the? F-? He's probably the worst Monday Night Football analyst I've ever heard. Anyway, but he he basically yeah. said that. And I'm just like, well, damn. I don't know a quarterback that's ever one that's had shitty defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I'm mean, like, it's a team game for a reason, right, Coach? Oh, need all twenty-two out there, but yeah. it, it starts the QB, and that's the most important one. Man, I think quarterbacks were the goat of the hero. You know what I mean? And I mean, I mean, yeah. goat by being the shitbird, not the goat greatest of all time. I mean, we're either the goats or we're the heroes in this profession. Like you win or you lose, you're the goat. You're the hero, um, regardless of if your receiver dropped the ball and it was a pick six. Regardless how bad your special teams is, i.e., Aaron Rodgers. Regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I come to it's 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 unfortunate that quarterbacks make the most money, which is not unfortunate, but it's we make the most money, so obviously we have to win football games. That's just how I look at it, and you have to have that it factor. And a lot of guys in the NFL, in my opinion, do not. There's only a few. You might disagree, and I'm going all over the place, but I think this is the worst quarterback play in my entire life in the NFL as a total, 
as to- in totality. Quarterback play is the worst I've ever seen it from top to bottom. But we got these analysts saying it's the best. And I'm sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's bad. And I said, the reason being is I think the college and the high school level, kind of going back to what you started with, seven on seven, but these trainers, these all these different people that are cross-coaching, getting into all this different shit. I'm curious to think what you see what you think, but quarterbacks not being coached up at the college level. It's it's all about coaches winning games, saving their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're teaching fast tempo in the gun, triple option, RPO. Let's get you. Let's get us some wins. Try to win a natty, and then you're on your own when you go to fucking NFL because we don't teach you how to take a snap under center. We don't teach you how to read coverage. We don't teach you shit about the offensive line protection or the D line play or what the front is. But go learn it. I.e. Lamar Jackson. I, I give him shit all the time. I love Lamar, but I've broken Lamar down here on this show for a long mm-hmm. time, and he just. You can tell it's just, he's horribly coached, and he was horribly coached in college. He's horribly coached now. I think they run the best offense for him, but I think he's horribly coached, and I think fundamentals have been lost in translation here in the last 20 years in, as far as quarterback play. But Well, you could, go ahead. I was going to say, you could even, not to cut you off, but and I, I'm sure you have a strong opinion on this too with the, the transfer portal now and the way it is. As soon as these kids, specifically quarterback, maybe don't get coached the way they want to, I'm out. See you later. I'll go somewhere else where I can do what I want. <laughs> so you're not getting that those those fundamentals that we used to see back in the day. It, it's it's fucking bad, man. I, it, you're right, exactly right, though. It is very bad. And, and people like I, I posted a thing today. Book, Booger McFarland says he would take six quarterbacks right off the top of his head over Russell Wilson. And I'm sitting there listening. He said Lamar Jackson is one of them. And I'm looking at him like. People are just all about the now, man. They get caught up with this now, what have you done for me lately thing. And I'm just sitting there like, wait up. This guy hasn't even won a playoff game. Like, what does he want? One playoff game? Like, what does he do? What has he done? Russell Wilson has won more playoff games than this guy has won games. But we're talking about him being better than Russell Wilson. And I'm just like... So, I don't know, man. I got a, the poll question for today for everybody out there. Who's going to win more football games? Um, who's going to actually go further this year, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? Um, see, people talking about winning games. I said, I don't, get, I don't really care who wins more games in the regular season. Ask, ask fucking Aaron Rodgers how that works out. I mean, <laughs> who gives a shit who eight, wins games in the regular <laughs> season? Let's win the Super Bowl or win playoff games. Um, I don't know, man. But anyway, going to the Lamar Russell thing, um, some guy came out, <laughs> Ryan, I got to be honest, some guy came out and said, tried to compare him, trying to try to act like I'm an idiot, talk shit. He's like, well, Russell Wilson has been to two Super Bowls in 10 years. Mahomes has been in two in the last four years. And I said, I don't even know how to fucking talk. I don't even. I, that's why I, I hate talking to these guys on Twitter, Ryan. Because until they send me yeah. a resume, I, I really don't even want to talk to them. Because it's all these guys <laughs> eating donuts at their house that have a fucking opinion on everything. But if you look at when Russell Wilson was drafted, I believe 2012, his first Super Bowl was in 14 and 15. Or was his second one. So yep. he was there as fast as fucking Mahomes was and won one as fast, if not faster. And I'm just like, you do realize it's relative, right? You do realize time doesn't fucking stop. 
Like, mm-hmm. there's 10 years has gone by, no shit. But let's just keep it relative. He won two Super Bowls, or he was in two Super Bowls in his first four years, too. But well, we'll see. We'll see now what Brett Veach and the Chiefs do to continue building the Chiefs up because John Schneider did everything in his power to, to tear apart what the Seahawks had in those, in those days and with the defenses. And remember Pete Carroll lost his defensive coordinator every single year. And I love Pete being a, a Trojan guy, but he's not Sean McVay in the sense that he can replace these coaches as well. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, the chiefs may never get back to one now with, you know, Herbert and these other guys in the AFC he, and, and Josh Allen, he may not get back to one. And then what, eight years coach, we have the same conversation. Well, Herbert only went to, or uh, Mahomes only went to two. <laughs> that, I've been trying to tell people that. That's why we're so quick to anoint these guys as the greatest ever. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, let this guy's resume build because he's not the greatest ever. He's lost two playoff games to Tom Brady alone, who's been plus 42 years old at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. one with the Chiefs in the New England and one for fucking Tampa in the Super Bowl. You haven't even beat yeah. a 42 year old who is the GOAT as far as rings go. And you're considered, and people are calling you the GOAT? And I'm just like, how the fuck can you call this dude the GOAT? <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. Um, but anyway, I want to get into this whole AFC West thing, which is your wheelhouse. Um, you know, he, Denver, I said yesterday that Denver becomes an instant Super Bowl contender. I didn't say they were going to win it. I didn't say anything like that. All these yep. Twitter, Twitter know-it-alls comes on and says, they're the third best team in their own division and all this shit, right? Well... People don't know how much to put on a quarterback, how valuable the quarterback really is to a team. I don't believe they really look at yep. that and don't understand it. Um, but I believe he made them competitive right now with one, either Kansas City or the Chargers. Because like you just said, people don't know football, so I'm going to have to slow it down for people. The Chiefs may not be that one guy, team next year. It could be the Chargers now even though they didn't make the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, like you said, one of those teams may be the number one, and I believe Denver's going to compete with whoever that is, whether it's De- whether it's Casey or Chargers. I think the Raiders are going to fall down a little bit more. I don't trust Carr at all. I never have. I think he's very, very uh, hyped, overhyped. Um, I just don't think he has the it factor, even though he did play better last year, but I don't believe he has it to, to get him over the hump. Now, I think Russell comes in right now and is clearly the second best quarterback in that league. If not, we'll see how good he is. I, I like him actually better than anyone in that conference right now. Is what, And I think he's going to be the James Harden of the NFL. He's going to have a renewed energy. He's going to come out. He's going to look better than he has in a long time. Denver's O-line's not great, but it is 20 times better than fucking Seattle's. They have <laughs> exactly. a better running game. Um They've they've got equal, if not a better core of receivers from top to bottom. I don't know if they have two as good as what mm-hmm. Seattle had as far as number one and two, but um, they did. He did lose Fant. Obviously, he won't have him to throw to. But they'll find another tight. Tight ends are fucking falling off trees nowadays, man. People are finding yeah. you know there's backups out there. Higaby for the Rams wasn't even nothing until. Uh, he just yeah. got into the and now he's a fucking top ten tight end in the NFL all of a sudden. So I, I think that I don't think that'll be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, they got de- Alberto, who I think has got a lot of talent. Yeah, and their defense is much better than Seattle, and and I believe he puts them in the in the in the in the discussion right away in the AFC West. Um, but you know, going back to the question, so kind of break down these teams. What do you, what do you actually think? Like you said, man, in in two years. 
Kansas City's going to have horrible cap issues. Who knows how many? They're already, in my opinion, hurting at receiver. They have it now. Yeah. They're already hurting at receiver. I mean, I think Mahomes, I think, has a $45 million cap hit this year, yeah. uh, which is crazy. It's finally hitting in. He was only $7 million last year. No one brings that up, but... Uh, no, I'm with you. Hundred, I love Russ. I've always loved Russ. I just think what he brings to the game that you know they call him the Magic Man. Uh, Von Miller, you know, has said for years how good he. Th- Usually, when defensive players talk about quarterbacks, that's when you know they're actually good. Like, who gives a shit what ESPN or, or talking heads are saying, or even me and you are saying? If defenders are saying that guy's good, that's who I'm listening to. And you know, when the Seahawks beat the Broncos in Super Bowl what 2013, and then. Um, and then the Broncos were able to play them again the next season and kind of come back. But when you look at just last year, coach, and I know hypotheticals are stupid, you know, if, ands, and buts are what, whatever the saying goes, but they lost. I looked over it again after this trade, they lost five games last year due to horrible quarterback play five games that let's say they win three of those games. They go from a seven win team to a 10 win team, a la a playoff team. You insert Russell Wilson for Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, who played the last few games. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati, who was a Super Bowl representative of the AFC, 15 to 10 because Drew Locke handed the ball off to a defender who then ran it in for a, not a pick six, but ran it in for a touchdown. Russell Wilson automatically made him a playoff contender. And I agree with you, a Super Bowl contender, when you look at top to bottom the roster, they didn't give up any core players. I know everyone will I'll point to. Um, you know, yeah. tight end you mentioned, but I just don't think he was, he was kind of intermittently played a little soft in the offense. I think Albert O uh, is, is very, very comparable as well. And they play, they still have, I think three picks in the top hundred, even with trading all those picks. So I think they're absolutely a contender. Um, you know, they ought to beat KC first. I think they can be just as good, but they haven't beaten KC in like four years. So that until they do that, it's hard to say they're better than them, but uh, they have the talent, they have the roster, and then we'll just see the biggest outlier here is the coaching staff, right? Brand new coaching staff. So we'll see how they put things together. But I think the offense will be a lot more fun. Uh, the defense, they get Evero, guy from L.A. who's highly you know, touted, you know, built his secondary up here at the Rams. So I- I'm I'm very high on the Broncos, and I think they can do a lot of good things. With and I got to touch on that, man. I was listening to uh, uh, Mad Dog Radio, man. Um and there's a caller that called in. This how this how you know most people don't know what football really football. A caller calls in and is like, "How do you hire this guy to run the defense when he was the pass game coordinator for the Rams?" <laughs> and the crazy part is the fucking Mad Dog Russo entertained it because he don't know. Oh, so he's sitting geez. there like. Well, you know, he's been in the NFL for a long time, so I'm sure he knows both sides of the ball. I, I'm sitting there like, holy fuck, man. Do you realize he's the fucking pass game coordinator on the defensive side of the football, man? Do you know there is such a thing? And I'm sitting there like, the general public, this is a guy who calls in who has no fucking clue what he's talking about, but he'll mm-hmm. go on Twitter and fight me in knowledge. Yep. And I'm just sitting there like, holy fuck, man. Ignorance is really life-threatening. And uh, yeah. that's why I'm so honest, man. I'm like, dude, I'm tired of these motherfuckers that act like we just let it go. Like Chris Russo was let it go on the Mad Dog Radio. And I'm like, or, or he just don't know either. And I'm like, you do know there's a fucking defensive pass, pass game coordinator. And anyway, um, that is yeah. the guy. My buddy's a coach of the Rams, obviously. So I, I do know that guy is very highly taught, uh, taught it, uh, out at the NFL level. But what uh, – so, okay, so you, you got – Denver as an upgrade. Now, 
Chargers-wise, you know, Staley, uh, you know, everyone's bitching at him about the timeouts and all that shit and not going for t- and going for twos and not taking extra points on fourth down and uh, just taking the three. What 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 do you see with them? <laughs> Mike Williams, sixty million dollar contract. Kudos to him for a wide out getting big big dollars. Um, yep. How do you how do you see the Chargers here in L.A.? Obviously, after the Rams won the Super Bowl, now you got a lot of more stress on you, in my opinion, playing in the same stadium that just now uh, is yep. going to raise a banner above you uh, as you kick off every game. What do you how do you how do you kind of look at that? Yeah, I mean, I like this Chargers team. Obviously, we'll see what they they have. Eleven draft picks. You know, they still. I think even after the Williams signing, they have you know, 27 million or so in cap when you allocate money for those draft picks. Um, so I, I personally think they're going to go after a big name cornerback. I think with Brandon Staley's scheme, you need that Jalen Ramsey type player. Now there's no true Jalen Ramsey out there. I know you have Derwin James at the safety position, but you want him to be able to play that safety position and you want to get a, say a JC Jackson or, or if a Stefan Gilmore still has some, some left in the tank for a two year deal. So they, then you pair him with Mike Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. and that back end is taken care of. And then you can focus on fixing the run defense, which is really the issue. But, you know, you have Justin Herbert, who's great. The offense was top five in every category. Um, you know, I think they the Mike Williams deal was good. It only is 14 against the cap this year. So it makes sense. I mean, you want to keep that intact. Like, they're top five. Like, why mess it up and, and try to use a draft pick to fill it, plug and play when you know what's out there, you know what you have. And, you know, in regards to Staley, man, I don't know if we're in agreement on this, but I just think all that, chatter and the timeout i just found it was such bs like come on i mean players win the game right i mean coaches have have a say in it obviously they prepare guys they they do have they can screw things up in in ways but that timeout wasn't why they lost the game i mean they we can get it if you want to go into the play we can i'm sure you have already but you know the deal is man you know the deal is coaches lose games players win them i tell people that all the time i tell people that all the time and I got a couple kids on that team and I've talked to a few guys that coach on that team and this is the deal about it. And that's why I don't really talk shit about it because I don't know. I don't coach there. I don't know the situation. But I told people on this very show, I said, how do you know that Staley didn't address his team day one of taking that job and saying, hey, listen here, this is going to be our motto. This is going to be our what we are hang our hat on and we're going to go for it on four fucking down. Are you guys in or what? And they might have went, fuck yeah, let's go. And people don't know what's going on inside the fucking program. So mm-hmm. apparently a couple friends of mine told me exactly that's what it was. He said, dog, it was already in there. We <laughs> knew what we needed to do. We knew that we go for it on fourth down. There was no questioning on the sideline. If you look at the games, there's not even a discussion. This is what yep. we do. And now... Hey, nuts and guts to him, man. Kudos to him for doing it that way and saying this is how we're going to be. But now your players have to make you look good, similar to how Duke kind of fucked Coach K in his last home game the other day versus North Carolina. Your players can fuck you too, Staley, and your ass will be fired here next year. So that's the thing that people don't know. So I'm all good with whatever he does. He's the head coach. He's got to live by something. You know what I mean? You got to live and die by something. If that's what you choose, then so be it. Um, But like you said, dude, you got to get get some push up front and get a fucking first down. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, or maybe not use Austin Eckler on a fourth and one up the up the middle. Maybe that was more the the poor decision on the offense. But but last thing, what's funny? I don't know if you knew this because I looked into it before those last two drives against the Raiders when they went for it six times because they had to. I mean, they were down fifteen points before those six fourth down conversions. They actually would have finished twelfth in the whole league in fourth down attempts. So they weren't even top ten, <laughs> but they were known as this like crazy go for yeah, it, like this yeah. new ideal of football. You know why? Because you have these games that are on prime time and there are playoff implications. And that's, you know, you got these Mm -hmm. big time games at the, at the fucking worst time of the year, late in the year. How many times did he do it beforehand that you don't see um, because the game wasn't on TV and they got it or, or even if they didn't, nobody's talking about it. Like you said, they only went for 12 fucking times anyway. So I don't know. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm curious on the Chiefs deal um, to, mm-hmm. and, and the Raiders. You know, do you put the Raiders at fourth in there automatically now with Wilson? I, I, I mean, I don't want to be – I'm just not a huge believer in Josh McDaniels either. I, mean, I don't know. Me I'm either. not a huge believer in him. So I, I put him at fourth. But seeing what he's done with the league, you know, turning down jobs, destroying the Broncos when he was there – you know, going to India and then bailing, going back to New England, kind of just being coddled there. I don't, I don't know. I don't see him I think a, that he knows but, he has to have Big Daddy Belichick there because I'm curious to see this one because I, I don't mind him as a play caller when you're, when you're underneath the structure of Belichick, but now on your own, mm-hmm. you've already proven how shitty you are. Now, I, I do agree people can get better as head coaches. You, you, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to be a head coach to get better at it, and you're probably going to fail at it early in your life. So, you know, hopefully you get a second chance and you're better at it the second time around. Maybe that happens, but he could just be the guy he is, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I thought that, I think they had a better coach already there. But, you know, Davis, Mark Davis got to go for the, the big swing, right? The big name. Yeah, I like I like my boy, uh, the Italian stallion, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did, too. The Raiders, I, you know, we're going to put them at fourth. So basically. The Chiefs, like you said, they're gonna, we're going to come down to what they are. You know, Mahomes, I thought, got outplayed by Burrow. I thought he got outplayed by Allen the game before. If they don't squib, if they squib kick the fucking thing, I think that they lose the round before they lost to uh, Cincinnati. So, you know, yeah. everyone's anointing him as this greatest player ever. I don't, I'm not in that boat. I don't agree with it at all. I don't think Mahomes is even close. I think I want to see him in five years, and then we'll really be able to judge him. But until then, talk, talk to me about my homes because I feel the same way. So I'm curious. You, you know more than me, but I'm the same way. And I get ridiculed when I say oh, that. Crazy, I'm like, he's man. good, but it's a fucking he's a gimmick quarterback, man. He can't stand in the pocket and throw on time. Look at the difference between him, Rodgers and Tom Brady. Look at yep. those. Look at two of them that throw the ball on time accurately and know where they're going with the football. And if there isn't someone open, guess what they do? They throw the fucking thing out of bounds and they live to play another down. He is a guy that's escaping the pocket laterally, trying to make some fucking underhand, stupid jump pass shit, some crazy shit. And yeah, early on, he got away with it. He got anointed as this guy that's a freak, and he's going to do this. Dude, it, it caught up with him really, really badly last year. And obviously, mm-hmm. later in the year, Andy Reid, I thought, did a hell of a job when they went on a win streak. Because if you watch the games, they ran the football, which they were not doing. And... Yep. Their defense, they put Chris Jones back inside like I said they needed to. And what happened? Their defense fucking became one of the top fucking defenses in the NFL again. And it makes it a lot easier 
Um, not according to Booger McFarland, but apparently defense helps you win games in the NFL. So, um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I think he's a gimmick quarterback. I want to see him play a, a lot longer. And until he can yeah. win, like if this dude's four for four and he's won four Super Bowls, I wouldn't be saying this shit. But he's, that's not the case. And you've lost to the real GOAT in Super Bowl and in the playoffs the year before. And, until, and then you just lost this year to a basically a rookie um, after the injury last year. You're basically dealing with a rookie in Burrow who out who outclassed you, in my opinion. I think Burrow is by far the best quarterback in the AFC. I think he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. Um, I have Burrow ahead of Mahomes um, as far as if we go top five. I got Aaron Rodgers. Now Brady's gone, so that put Mahomes at three. I got Burrow now at two. That's how good I think Burrow is. I've been saying that. Um yeah, and, well, that, you know, and coach, that's why that's why I started to cut you up. But saying the Broncos with Russ are automatic contenders is so factual because we're not saying Russ is as good as Burrow. But look right. at how much the quarterback played uh, a factor. The Bengals were a four win team and went to the Super Bowl the very next year, all because of Joe Burrow and what he brought. Russ can bring that to the Broncos. I so just just for, further fortifying that. Not even close, man. That's what I said. I said they're contenders. I said you know I, I didn't say they were gonna. Win, I said they're going to be contenders, and I said it puts them in that contender discussion. And then you got all these Twitter fucking, you know, oh, they're not even the best third team in the division, and all this old shit. Well, let's see what happens. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's see yeah. what happens. Um, but I mean, yeah. See, people always like I got guys in the chat. Mahomes at three. See, people. What happens is people question these things and and have all these so-called answers but cannot get on here and watch film with me and when i break down a mahomes or lamar jackson and show all his flaws and why he's shitty they have no answer oh i'm sorry (laughs) and i'm like but you guys talk about how good and bad these cats are but you have no fucking clue how it really works like you don't really know why you're just saying it because Mm -hmm. He does some old left-handed shit and underhand and spins and throws a fuck. Like, dog, let's watch the real quarterbacks play that know how to do it on a consistent basis for 20 years. <laughs> like, once well, and, and so many people that, like, claim they watch film, especially in, like, the podcasting and content creation, they'll say, well, well I watched the film, put the tape on. But the tape they have is a nine-minute clip of every completion from the game. They're not watching the the 15 incompletions or the sacks or this, which is that's where you get the full scope. Yeah, if you look at the 25 completions, you're going to come away with, damn, that, that's a pretty damn good quarterback. So you got to look at the whole scope and all that, and that's how you can really compare and break it down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You know, it's just uh, it's crazy. You know what I mean? I, I mean, um, I see Scotty and a couple guys in the chat. You guys over here arguing. Hey, call in, man. We can chop it up. You could ask um, Brad some. Qu- you can ask him some questions if you like. Um, Brad's in here arguing with Scotty. I got guys in the chat. You know, hey, disagreements create great conversation, man. I say it all the time, so I don't care. You don't have to agree with me. I, shit, I'm glad you're in the show. Um, uh, but anyway, so the Seattle deal. Just saying on the West Coast. Pete Carroll at 70 years old shocked me that he was going to do, I didn't think he would do a rebuild. Now, I don't know if they're going to do uh, going after Deshaun and all this old shit. I just don't think that's a smart move. I don't think it's a, you know, you can't, it's no guarantee in this thing with Deshaun Watson. So how, how, 
what do you think Seattle's doing? They dry, they they just cut they just cut um, Wagner. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see them going? I mean, it has to be full rebuild because even even if Deshaun, so met, Pete, legally, so why doesn't Pete legally, retire? Well, that's what I, I, that's, that's what I'm so confused about. And that's what I was going to get to it. Cause to me, it's a rebuild a, because of what they've offloaded, the picks they got and B doesn't Watson, even if he legally clears, he still has a no trade clause. So why the hell would he go to Seattle that just got rid of everybody? Why would he go there? So I don't think he'd go Not only that anyway. he's going to take discipline. In, in my opinion, he would take some yeah. discipline action. I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, Pete, I have no idea. Cause I, I didn't see him doing a rebuild either. I mean, unless he said, hey, you know what? I got three years left. I'll, I'll set you guys up for success. Groom my guy taking over. But I don't know why he would do that. Why not just retire now and, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor? Yeah, come out. Uh, I, I, I talked to Lofa, to Tupu, who used to play there, who knows Pete, played him with the USC, coached with him at Seattle. He thinks that Pete didn't truly think they would actually trade Russ. He didn't think they would do it. He was like, I, because I, he I said the either. same thing. He's like, Pete doesn't want to do a rebuild. I didn't either. So he doesn't think he really knew that they were actually going to make the moves. I didn't either, man. I think, I think, I think he must've really pushed it. Uh, I, I think Russell must've really pushed the, the envelope late. And I believe that Pete and him had a good enough relationship to sit down and say, all right, listen, man, I'm going to do you the solid. Um, you know, I, I don't see, I don't see how Russell had a fallout with Pete solely. And that's why he wanted to leave. I just find that hard to believe. Oh, I, sure. f- I feel that like there was some type of, even if you have disagreements as grownups, at that, even mm-hmm. in the grown man league in the NFL, I think you you have some mutual respect there. I I, I have fu- I find it hard fetched to fucking think that they don't have, um, you know, some type of love for each other. And Pete let him out. Like, hey man, fuck it. You want to go chase this? Go ahead. And we're you know they've had horrible drafts, man. I mean, I love Pete horrible. Carroll. And their drafts have been just horrible. I don't, it sucks, man. They've, they've, you know, Bruce Irvin was a better draft pick. He took like third pick one year when everyone thought that was crazy. He ended up being better for him than any of these other guys, and they let him go <laughs> a few times or too early, in my opinion. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's curious to see how the West Coast goes. But what's your take on SC and, and, and UCLA? Um, as far as uh, I know, SC just UCLA just beat them in basketball the other night. The ter- Pac-12 tournament is going to start here in basketball. But what what do you see yeah. uh, SC and uh, UCLA in football this year? Chip Kelly resign. Um, you know, SC makes the big coaching splash and and all these things going. Where do you see those guys? Yeah, I mean, I I think starting with SC, I think they're probably I think this year they'll compete for the Pac-12 for sure, um, but I think they're a year away from like the actual college playoff. Uh, just they got to build the trenches up better. They got to get that defense right. The defense was so bad last year and obviously you get the the splash transfers in like Caleb Wills, Williams and you know at receiver and at running back but but they got to get the defense right. They're going to compete against you know those other big schools for the playoff, but I think they'll compete for the Pac-12 right off the bat. Uh, that's how good the moves are that's how good i think lincoln riley is uh with ucla i mean i i i want to chip back just because i think if you started over you're setting yourself back a few years uh and i think that they've gone through this far you got to see it through now we'll see if it takes them to the promised land but they were i mean coach last year they won more they're one win away from their most wins in school history They've never won more than 10 games and they won nine last year. So, uh, it's not like they were some scrub last year. You, you throw out that Fresno state loss in the last seconds and all of a sudden they're competing for the PAC 12 South. So 
I like what they did. I like they brought Ken Norton Jr. and I didn't love the Bill McGovern hiring at DC, but I think Ken Norton Jr. was a good consolation as linebacker coach. He'll probably have a lot of say there, but uh, I think they have a lot of talent and getting Charbonnet back and DTR back in his fifth year, uh, who had a huge jump from year three to year four. Uh, I think they're 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 like kind of the wild card team that they could really compete in that South and and put the burners on USC and it could come down to that that victory bell game at the last game of the season next year. But see, I just uh, see, I just and I'm unpopular opinion and shit. I got friends on that staff and both staffs actually. Uh, good friend Don Pelham just retired at UCLA forever. But um, yeah. see, I'm at the I'm on a whole nother spectrum with it because competing for a <clears throat> Pretty shitty Pac-12, in my opinion. Pac-12 football is is really down compared to the big boys. Um, I just don't know, Matt. To me, it's like way below expectations. I think we're so far below expectations for a team that is a USC team that has been that we only chased natties. We only had Heisman, can you know, trophy winners like we. We're SC. Like, this is USC, Hollywood, L.A. Snoop Dogg comes to practice. Debo. Like, this was the big time for a long time, especially under Carroll, John Robinson days. We go way back to whoever. Now it's like you're trying to win this fucking Pac-12 South, Pac-12 South and think that we're good. And that's just a lot of – that's how bad it's fallen because the L.A. fan base is, is just lo- would love that to happen. And I'm just like – I don't know, man. I, I I think, in my opinion, USC should be a national story every year, not just a for sure. just not just a you know a, a, a local one. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm I think curious. They, I think they will be with Riley eventually. I mean, do you think they can do it this year, or do you think they're a year away? No, nah, I don't think they're going to do it. Period. I, that's just me. <laughs> I, I don't see it at all. Um, uh, hold on, I'm bringing a caller in. Hector, what's up, man? You got a question? Yeah. What's good, Coach? It's Chill. been a minute. No doubt. How you been? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was busy as fuck the past couple of days, and uh, yesterday I was chilling, and I rewatched Monday's Tuesday and Tuesday's episode, and uh, you brought up the UFC, and I'm a big, big fan of the UFC, and I see that as a sport for – uh, like the biggest potential for like the male market to get really into it. There's some there's some killers on the women's roster right now, and I I don't know if you were watched the prelims, but uh, the Marina Rodriguez fight was nah, dope. Really? So what are you it's saying? Good. You're saying because so so I'm catching Ryan up here. So you're saying that like as far as Maybe curing our soft ass masculinity as men is the MMA is our savior. Well, I just, I mean, me personally, like, I don't know when the women's soccer team is even playing next. I don't have no interest in basketball. And every Saturday, I tune into UFC. And when there's a women's fight, I'm locked in the whole time. I'm not really? snoozing. I'm not snoozing off. And I see that as a, big potential for uh, women to gain a huge platform, uh, especially when there's money involved. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, interesting take, man. You know, especially yeah. with the Brittany Griner thing in, in WNBA, you know, um, someone posted a thing on Brittany Griner asking, uh, I was going to ask Ryan this, um, asking of, if Tom Brady was stuck in Russia, what would be the outcry? And I'm like, well, Tom Brady's fucking not 
and he wouldn't be. I said, he's not that fucking dumb. I said, number one. <laughs> number two, um, so they tried to turn it into a race thing and a gender thing, and I'm just sitting there like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think it's a fucking common sense thing. And blame the WNBA, but the, product, the, the slap in the face that I took out of it over all else this female who's, who's a media lady who posted this, she, she basically slaps every blue-collar worker in the face by saying she only makes 225000 and had to go to Russia. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, first of all, you're a one percenter in America, all right? Because there's only one percent of you making that much money. That's how sad it is. Number two... Um, what do you think the motherfuckers at Walmart are thinking right now? Like, oh, really? Fuck, I should have went to Russia. <laughs> like, dog, I, it makes no sense to me. Like, shut the fuck up. You have no fucking, uh, there's like no, you have no cooth in as far as this whole thing. Like, what are you talking about? This girl has 225 grand a year in the WNBA. Yes, the WNBA shittily pays. So the girls go overseas and make more money. But that's what it is. They're making more money. They're chasing more money. And doing more dumb shit. So, if the WNBA, this is the thing. WNBA's been around 25 years, dog. They're not broke. Because if they were broke, they wouldn't be fucking around 25 years. And everyone keeps saying they're broke. But they're fining fucking teams 500 grand. You're not broke. The, <laughs> the New York team just got fined 500 grand, dude. Like, for flying around to go into fucking wine, uh, Napa Valley. So, like, you know, it's just all bullshit, man. I don't know. I, I've never really watched. To me, I don't know about you, Ryan. I don't want to see two broads beating each other up. Like, yeah, I, it's not I, me, I, dog. I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just not me. I, I'd rather see him, like, old school Ryan, me and you might remember the old school fucking mud wrestling. I'll watch that. <laughs> Powder puff football and yeah, like I watch the fucking mud wrestling shit, but I don't want to see these two bras bleeding and shit, barefooted and shit, and fuck. I haven't seen a sexy one yet. Anyway, they all look like a man, so I, I don't know, not my cup of tea, dog. Um, I think I think though, Hector, what would be it's Hector, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry. Um, so I think what the UFC does well, and kind of what you're saying in marketing it, is that. Fight night is fight night. So they have women on the card, men on the card. So you kind of have to watch all of it, right? And you kind of get tuned in. Like, what if there was some sort of tournament or not every game, of course, but like, say, the NBA? And like, the pregame was a WNBA game. So you go to the stadium, you watch the women play first, and you watch the men. I'm not saying I voted mm -hmm. for that, but just something to think about where it's like, okay, you start getting that product in front of more men because no men are going to choose a WNBA over the NBA. But hey, if it's there already and you can bet on it, you can log on to online or whatever and, and throw a bet down then maybe that i don't know i'm just talking out loud maybe that could could get consumerism up for them and they can start making more than their poor 275k a year <laughs> their their scheduling is very interesting it's always on saturday and the common person on saturday is going out and they're going out drinking doing some other shit they're not watching the ufc so the, the people that are tuning in on Saturday, they're real fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And another thing that I do like about the UFC is that it's like an internet, their roster is international. And you, you have all these fighters coming out of Mexico, Brazil, Russia. And when they come over here and they get paid, they're so appreciative of the opportunity to get paid, 
have a platform and make a living. So that's another thing that's very refreshing. I got very into the UFC when COVID first hit. Dana White didn't give a fuck and launched that shit. <laughs> Perfect timing. And those fighters are so appreciative, appreciative of the opportunity to because I, I wasn't born in the US. I was born in Guatemala and all these people that really complain about the pay, they need to travel more oh, and yeah. see what the rest of the world <laughs> is like. All these yeah. fighters, they do their thing, bang, after the fight, there's always good sportsmanship. They get paid, they're happy, on to the next one. I, I'm a big fan of the sport. No doubt. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling, Hector. I'm going to get to the next call, dog. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Nice meeting you, brother. Hey, P. Healy, what up? What's up, coach? Oh, man, chilling, man. You got a, uh, you got an AFC West question or you just got a question? Yeah, I got a question about the AFC West. More, more about Russell. I'm just wondering if you guys think he was really is, – is he really going into a better situation? Good question. As far as what Denver yeah. gave up, I feel like Denver's – they gave up, what, two first-round picks? Two thirds, two yeah. first, two, two seconds, and I feel like he's going into like the same kind of situation. Ryan, I'll let he's you. Got the same first. receivers, maybe actually downgrading on the receivers. You lost your tight end now with Noah Fant. Your Ryan, defense, I'll let you answer. I mean, they're almost similar. May I don't know what their salary cap situation's like. I have no idea if they can make any signings on defense mm -hmm. now with taking on his contract. I just. I feel like they're they're definitely going to go to the playoffs. I think they're contenders, but is he really going into that much of a better situation for the amount that they gave up? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And uh, if if you you know we can try to break it down fully, but offensive line, I mean, you can just go position by position. Offensive line, I'd say is slam dunk better. I know the Broncos have been up yeah. and down, but I think you look across the board from tackle to tackle. I think they're better than what has been the turning the turnstiles in Seattle running game with Javante Williams a lot of bright future there uh the receivers you know you brought it up I, I don't know if you can necessarily say Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judah are better than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett but again you have to look at when you're comparing because receivers are so contingent on their quarterback play right like how good yeah. would Tyler Lockett be with uh, he can make those guys better Case Keenum, for sure. With Case Keenum throwing the football. With, you know, all these guys that the Broncos have had five different quarterbacks in the last two seasons. So maybe they're as good as him if we just see the better play. Uh, defensively, I mean, the, the Broncos have a star blue chip player at every position, whether it's on the defensive line with Draymond Jones, the pass rush with Bradley Chubb, uh, the linebackers. You got Justin Simmons on the back end. You got uh, who they just drafted last year at number nine at cornerback. Uh, with Pat Sertan Jr. So I think defensively they're better off. And then you mentioned cap space. They got about $25 million in cap space, and they still have three picks in the top 100. So, I mean, they, they can still kind of build the roster. It kind of makes you wonder to a point, like, does Vaughn Miller want to go back? Maybe for a year. You know what I mean? He's teased it. Yeah. <laughs> He's teased it on social, but uh, I think it's all fun. We'll see. Hey, but any, everyone talks about Denver, like Seattle, but Denver's wideout crew as a whole with Sutton and Judy, and Tim Patrick, by the way, is better than any third receiver Seattle has. Yeah. So, yep. as I a core, uh, Denver's wideout group's Penn, better. kid from Penn State, too, even as a KJ fourth Hamler. wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, deep. A they're deep. Yeah, they're, they're that's what I'm saying. Deep. As a core, they're better than Seattle. So I don't know if they're um, – Gordon's on a – he's a free agent, right? Yeah, I'm he's, not sure he's, if on, the, he's on the other side. Even if you of, had that two-headed monster – 
Yeah, but he's on the other side of being great. You know what I mean? He's not a big difference maker no more. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll roll with Williams and maybe use a late pick to add another back to the room. I don't think yeah. you nowadays you don't allocate too much money to backs anymore. Nah, they're, they're we'll a dime a dozen. Hey, I appreciate yeah. Pete. Yep, no problem. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, like I was trying to tell people, man, um, and I'll let you get out of here in a second, man. I'm just this. This is the thing. Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, they're being shot because they're a dime a dozen. The NFL running back is short-lived is your career yep. is very short and if you get hurt it's even shorter <laughs> yep so yeah, like you get your one contract yeah and saquon had all the promise and mccaffrey had all the promise and just look at how many games you play like availability is a thing it is a real thing yep. and if and if you're not available um you're just not helping nobody, man. I just don't. That's why I don't agree. Like Ben Simmons, like, fuck, you're not even available. Like, why did I would never have <laughs> traded for you? And I wouldn't pay you a dollar. Like, it just creates, yep. it keeps making up softer fucking people, uh, Ryan. It just makes these youngsters looking up to these dudes think it's okay. Like, oh, it's okay. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Who, who, uh, who's your early pick for uh, – do you go – before that, do you go to spring games and shit, watch SC practice and all those things? Yep. Yeah, okay. we should be out at that SC and UCLA this year, hopefully. That so. you do. Do you, do you do shows there or just uh, – We want to this year. We'll see. Like uh, we practice? haven't in the past. Usually we'll go there and then go do a show somewhere else after. But like, do, you do, do, do you do the spring stuff, like just report like at practices? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll, we'll for sure be there this year. We did a little bit last year too, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. last year was our first year because COVID was the year before that. But yeah, this year we'll we'll be there. No doubt, no doubt. So who you got? Who you got winning the? Who you got winning the AFC West? Oh man, uh, well, it's hard because you have free agency and and the draft. But as it stands right now, and Ryan, before um, you say it, we're we're just hitting the beginning. Like this is free agency. Yeah. Next two weeks going to be some lot of shit's going to happen. Listen, Carson oh, Wentz. Yeah. What do you think about that trade today? Dude, I don't. I'm one of those dumbasses that still think Carson can get it back together. But I don't oh. know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Still have that weird glimmer of hope that he can get back to what he was in year two. But uh, I mean, Indy had to do it, right? I mean, it just oh. it wasn't a. Fit. That just tells you though. He saw that this guy's broken, and I, and not yeah. only that, like this is the thing. It's Washington or fucking whatever, they paid for everything. Yeah. They bought him out. His whole contract. They bought him out. That's, like that just tells you, like, oh my goodness. I don't know. I love Ron Rivera too, man. I, I I think that was a very interesting move. I don't know if if that is the is the move. I, I don't I don't really know, man. Um what do you think the Steelers do with their quarterback situation? Well, I've heard some people say that they would go in on Deshaun if he's cleared of everything, but I mean <laughs> if not, what I guess the draft? <laughs> Just hope, the hope pit, and pray the, that the, the Pittsburgh pick works kid, out. the Pittsburgh caught the caught University of Pittsburgh kid. I mean, yeah. Can and then, you know, would, I think I don't know if Heineke is that his name Heineke. I don't know if he's not better than Carson Wentz. He was last year. Probably. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, we giving yeah. up all that money for this dude. What? What? Well, where does Indy go? Like, there's a lot of shit. There's 12 quarterback spots yeah. out here right now, and I'm curious to see where these guys land because you still got the Jimmy G scenario. You still have... Um, yeah, I think I think Indy gets Jimmy G probably. Think That's Indy does? 
I'm not saying I love that, but that's just, I think, the route. They already have a pipeline there with that. The trade they did, what, for Buckner last yeah. year? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Pittsburgh. I wouldn't mind him going to Pittsburgh either. Like, I just think it's a blue-collar look. It's like, you know, he, he'd rather run the ball in the cold weather any fucking way. I, you know, he ain't going to fucking audible out of nothing. And so, like, he just yeah. – but he's a nutty-gutty winner, man. I, I think Tomlin would like a Jimmy G, uh, you know, that nutty-gutty winner. But I don't know if he's that – young Ben Roethlisberger who would just carry it three guys on him and still throw the football. You know what I mean? He's not that guy. Yeah. Um, is is there a QB out there, Coach, that no one's talking about that you think they, they can, like, resurrect their career somewhere? It's a there, good there, question, man. No I was going to talk right about that a little bit. I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't see it. Um, yeah. Like a Sam Darnold or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I, I thought Sam did. Darnold would have resurrected himself last year, but when McCaffrey got hurt, Darnold was actually doing mm-hmm. pretty decent until McCaffrey yeah. got hurt. Um, and when McCaffrey got hurt, let me shut my window. McCaffrey got hurt, it kind of screwed everything up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, Darnold looked good in the beginning of the year. It uh, looked like, okay, here's the SC Darnold, and then, then we got the Jets Darnold when he came back from injury. Uh, yeah, we... Yeah, we had to play that fucker in high school, man. He was a he was a dude. Um, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Right? I mean, is he gonna get traded again? Like, you know what I mean? I just I don't know, man. I don't know if that's gonna be something that helps young guys like that. Like, he's still pretty young. Um, he's like, like twenty five. Yeah, he's man. They're, they're talking about Trubisky going to to the Giants. This is something that I I don't yeah, like. I think Daniel Jones is a dude. I think Daniel Jones yeah. is going to be a dude. I think the Giants have been horrible in all regards on offense. Not only has he gone through three coordinators, he's gone through fucking two head coaches and has no wideouts, no O-line, and no running game. How? What do you think the dude is going to do? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, Trubisky is not the guy. I'm, 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 I'm sold on that. Um, people, are, he's kind of regenerated a something out there like he's the guy now all of a sudden people are starting to think he's this guy they're going to pay money to and i'm just like holy shit um he's not the guy and i I, you know better than anyone but i feel like these organizations need to find who they if they believe in someone a year ago they need to go all in i mean the buffalo bills are the best case in point josh allen statistically Looked terrible his first two years, but they were committed yep. with Brian Dable and Sean McDermott. They were going to build around him. They yep. believed in his skill set. Same with Lamar and, and Baltimore. Like yeah, Lamar too. I mean, they, they got to just commit. You can't keep flip flopping everything. Nah, year. that's just like college coaches, man. They fire you in two years and pay you off, and then they bring the same recycled guy in, and so it's just going to mm-hmm. be the same thing. What 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 does what does the Saints do? What do, what do the Saints do? Um, I'm curious on that one. I don't know if what the Saints are going to do. Um, I mean, they, I mean, they'll look the same, right? Coaching wise, with Dennis Allen, and they're keeping their uh, Carmichael at OC. So, I mean, it, it'd probably make sense to bring Jameis back just because he knows the system. I mean, yeah, and maybe draft someone just that they can learn and take their time yeah. with. I mean, the college quarterbacks are not very good. You have NFL free agents who, in my opinion, are not very good. I told yeah. people two years ago, this is going to be the year you start to see how bad football is with the average quarterback in the NFL. After you get from Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Burrow, you're going to get real watered down, man. You're going to get some average-ass quarterback play because I just, in my opinion, I mean, you have all these guys. You got Mariota out there. 
You got Bridgewater out there. You got, um, you know, the Huntley kid at Baltimore. Are they somebody going to try to trade for him? There's 12 quarterbacks yeah. out here that need a home. I think six of them are free agents. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I don't see a guy out there that's the guy. Uh, what is Cleveland going to do? Like, uh, if you're going to ride with this guy Baker Mayfield for too much more, I think you're going to you're going to ruin your window. Like they've lost their window of having a good defense, having great dudes on offense, and now you've basically pissed it down your leg because you can't get their guys the ball. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's another one out there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I think they're rolling with the white kid, aren't they? Uh, Mill, Hill, Mills or whatever. Um, Davis Mills, yeah. Seems like it. So, I mean, they seem pretty look at that. Davis it. Mills is a NFL starter. <laughs> yeah. He uh, had some talent come out of Stanford, but still. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that tells you, you man, say, right? that tells you how bad quarterback play is, in my opinion. Well, shit. We even, what's Tampa going to do? They got Blaine Gabbard and uh, they got the, the kid rook- from Florida, Kyle yep. Trask. Yep, they got the rookie. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, like I said, there's 12 quarterbacks out there, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see what people do. Um, and that and that's why going all the way back to the beginning of our talk, Coach, when people are saying the Broncos gave up too much, no. Because look at everyone else. They had to get out in front of this and get the guy that can make them a winning team and not let teams like Tampa or New Orleans or get in the bidding war. So they just had to, here's the deal, take it or leave it, let's let's get it done. Yeah, I don't know. Guy. It's going to be interesting to see, man. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. I don't know. Um Man, you got five minutes. You want to stay on? The, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the end of this show really and go through a few things, and I, you could chop it up with me if you want, or if you got to get out of here. If you if you want me, I'm here. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, we're just chilling, so, man. I, uh, yeah. Let me ask you this, man. So I do a little meat and potato discussion on the end of this thing, and uh, um, I fucked up my fucking hand shutting the door, man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take some. I'm gonna take more calls at the, in a couple minutes here, man. For everyone that's called in, I know there's a waiting list here. Uh, sorry, um, I got to get through some things. Uh, has had. Let me ask you this though. We're on work boot Wednesday. I got my hard hat on, man. That I had made. What love it blue collar generation of our gen- our generation blue collar was my dad coming home from fucking diesel mechanic his fucking fingernails are greasy um, there's grease in it and he comes and falls asleep on the damn floor and uh, gets right back up at three in the morning and does it all over and mm-hmm. I think today's blue collar generation the con- the definition of blue collar to these young kids nowadays is like computer fucking software program fucking coder. I think they think, mm-hmm. I, I think that's really what it is. Now I'm asking the question to everybody in the chat too. I'm actually asking the question, um, like, is that a real thing? And, um, maybe it's, I'm not even trying to talk shit or clown, but is coding the new generation and the new is that the new blue collar work of the of this generation? Like TikTok dances, they become the blue collar work of this. I, I don't know, but I do know this. Um, Ryan, fucking likes and retweets become they have become what we used to call respect by showing someone mm-hmm. uh, looking at them in the eyes and shaking their hand in person. Now I think likes and retweets they think is equivalent to us shaking your hand in public. Um, yeah. I think 
following somebody on social media is becoming the equivalent of someone saying they have your back <laughs> because loyalty's been gone for fucking years. And I don't know, man. Teaching a class has become a thing of the past. I think 50 grand to babysit your kid with average benefits, no thanks to me. Like, I think homeschooling is coming in and it's coming fast. Um, I think there's going to be a fucking revolt and it's even going to be worse than it is now. I think kids are going to be at home at very young ages thinking they run shit even more than they do now. I mean, imagine your parents working all day like they used to with us. And your seven and eight year olds don't go to school no more. They're at home on fucking computer doing whatever they considered they do, probably Fortnite and fucking social media. And then when yeah. the mom comes home, they're going to say, This punk ass kid that you raised just going to say, Hey, what's for dinner? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just keeping it real, man. I think that shit's coming down the pipe here. And I don't know. I think kids on scholarships won't be showing up for practice soon, they'll be virtually meeting online. And demand to play in the game. And then when they don't get to play, what do they do? They transfer. So, yeah, well, I mean, we're already seeing it. Yeah. You're seeing it all right now. And I believe that that is what's happened. And, oh, man, I, I don't know. It's, 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 turned into, uh, it's turned into some shit. Uh, I got to take a couple callers here to end this thing. Hold on. Wido, what up? You've been waiting. You're dead. Hold on. You hear me? I had him muted. That's my bad. I'm all right, bad. there you go. What up, Rhino? What's going on, Coach? All love. Chilling, man. Chilling. Y'all got a certain topic? You want me to pop off a question? No, 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 no. Ask your own. We already been talking. So, Coach, I know you break down the segments of so for people to know the difference between this and that. And I don't know if you've already broke these two down, but I got to hit it. The difference between listening and hearing. Because hearing is just, you got no choice on that. You heard the, but it's listening is a choice. Yeah, I broke that, I break that down as much, a lot, man. I've always broke that down. You know, that's a problem in today's society, period. I don't care. Even, even the older people don't understand it. You see it clearly on social media. Now, my definition of hearing and, and listening, I think it is, is, I think that has, since we have less human interaction nowadays and we have more social media shit nowadays, I think the listening and the hearing part has translated to seeing a picture on Twitter compared to reading the post. It is the same thing. They see the picture and they go with that. They don't even read what you wrote. And that's just yep. like you listening com compared to hearing me. Like to me, we, a lot of people hear your tone, but they don't listen to the message. That's the first and foremost thing I, I, I find today. These youngsters, they hear you yelling at them. They hear you sweet nothings. Um, but they don't listen to the fucking message at all. Like, if you just listen to what I said to a lot of these kids, I told them, I'm like, if you just listen to what the fuck I say and not listen to the tone, the tone is what gets you to certain people. Like, it gets you through to certain folks from different demographics or backgrounds. And I don't know, man. You know, I think that's a fundamental issue right now in america we hear everything but we don't listen to shit and yeah i i don't know and it starts at the youth and it starts at the parent level and the coaching level and the fucking teaching level and we're not doing it at all we're allowing it instead of correcting it and you either coach it or allow it man there's just no in between there's no gray area um and but, when they listen, they can hear the bullshit more so than if they just all day just long. hearing whatever they're I doing. Tell, I tell people all the time, man. Mm -hmm. I say, you know, you, 
we we always call these kids like dumb and you call them these words, but they're not stupid and they see right through bullshit. And those are the ones that actually hear the bullshit and listen to the tone uh, and listen to the message. I mean, and hear the tone and they go, okay, this guy's tone's disgenuine. It's full of shit. It's bullshit. And now I'm going to listen to his bullshit message so I can tell him and combat what he told me or, or what he's trying to get through. Cats that listen, man, is fucking the dudes that end up making it in life. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate the yeah. call, man. You already know, Coach. All always right, got to. Talk to you. Joe, what up? Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, so I, we were talking about it at work today, about the whole scenario about Indianapolis as a quarterback situation. And I brought up a good one, and I think it's a pretty good thing. Do you see possibly – I know the Deshaun Watson thing is still trying to work itself out in the, in the court system, but could you see Indianapolis maybe uh, bringing in somebody that's workable, um, not really go through the draft and get like a picket or you know, uh, or, or somebody like uh, – I don't think Matt Malik is going to be that high. It's pretty funny watching Twitter today thinking Malik's the, Malik Willis is the same kid from Last Chance U. But could you see something like that where it's kind of like they sit back and wait for the Sean Watson thing to play out, get a workable quarterback in there, maybe like a te- – you know, I, I threw out like Teddy Bridgewater, um, somebody that they feel that has enough skill to um, – to maintain that offense, obviously it's going to be focused on J- Jonathan Taylor, but kind of just sit back and wait for this uh, Deshaun Watson thing to, to, to work itself up. Because yeah, I, but you can't if, afford. If, I don't know, Ryan. I don't know what you think, but I don't think you can bring in a Jimmy G and then still wait on Deshaun Watson. It's going to be one or the other. There's no way to get both. I think Jimmy G's contract would be too high for that. I'm thinking something a little bit lower. Um, they had I think they said they said seventy million dollars of a valuable cap space today. So, I mean, it seems – I don't know. It was just – it was. I know the Deshaun Watson thing is a pretty hot topic of where is he going to go, what's he going to do. But um, but I could see something like that. And then maybe in the draft, Indy going out, maybe uh, picking up a, a wide receiver like an Olave or um, maybe um, maybe Jameson Williams from uh, Alabama, something like that. That's all yeah. I got today, Coach. Nah, good call, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think people are going to wait for him, but I think the GMs know better, man. Um, you know – I, I don't know. Um, one more call. Yeah. One more call, Jay. What up, man? You got you got a question for for Ryan? Yeah. So uh, recently, I've been thinking of Patrick Mahomes, and I've been thinking of him as flash in the pan, Pat. So get this: a few years ago, when I was at Indy with JB, you know, they made it a long way. They barely missed missed making the Super Bowl. You know, there was a lot of promise for the next year. The next year, they win the Super Bowl. And the next year, they go back to the Super Bowl. They get blown out by Brady and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And then this year, they don't even make it. Like, is the team going downhill? Is Mahomes, is he slacking up or what? What do you think? Nah, good call. I appreciate it, Jay. Um, Ryan, yeah. I mean, we already talked about that for the most part. Like, it's going to come down to cap, receivers, keeping Mahomes – like what receivers does Mahomes have? You know, you're only as good as your you're only as good as your toys, Ryan. You know how that is, man. Yep. So, um, oh, yeah. car can't drive without good wheels, right? Nah, man. So you know, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see. I I'm telling you, I think they're on the decline. And I said it last year. I just don't mm-hmm. see how you can sustain it in today's NFL. It's just not possible unless. 
I mean, every year. I mean, the Rams. Nobody's even talking about the Rams. They just won the Super Bowl because they know they're going to lose 70% of their roster. And Mm -hmm. it happens every single year, man. It happens every single year. So, um, I don't know. Chiefs are probably going to lose Tyron Matthew, too. What is that? Yeah, Tyron. He might be going back to... Matthew probably be gone, yeah. He might be going back to uh, New Orleans, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they can get their cap figured out. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Zach Zach said four straight AFC titles, uh, and we're saying they're going downhill. Um, I mean, downhill in... In, in the NFL means you don't win the Super Bowl. That's what downhill yeah. means. I mean, not just being honest. This is what they play for. This is what the only end result should be, is to win a Super Bowl. So what well, do you guys I, I say said, about Coach, Aaron Rodgers? What do you right say about when, Aaron Rodgers? He's been in fucking four a- NFC title games and ain't won a yeah. Super Bowl, so what, what, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I, I said right when the Chiefs signed Mahomes to that four, whatever, $500, half billion dollar deal. I thought it was I said dumb. the Chiefs will be a playoff team as long as Mahomes would be there but they will probably never win another Super Bowl I don't see him winning it man and unfortunately that goat conversation I think Tom Brady played it in an era at a time where there was a little more there was a little more I guess tough skin where cats were willing to give up some money to stay and win and you know that whole thing is gone there is no more mm-hmm. uh, of that um Take one last caller, man, before I let you get out of here, Ryan. Bravo, bless. What up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Man, hanging What's in there. On? All right. Uh, I, I, I've been talking crap in, in the chat about you guys. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody really forgetting Kyle Trask, okay? Kyle Trask was a dog out of Florida, okay? He went to a good uh, – the perfect coach, and, and in my opinion, you know, uh, he kind of proved that in the in the champion, you know, the bowl game he played in when he threw the what four interceptions or whatever it was. You yeah. know, no risk it, no biscuit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but for real, how uh, how do you think Kyle Trask is going to do uh, next year? I, Ryan, you can take it. I don't know if he's even going to be a starter. Number one. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, he was taken as a project, right? So, I mean, he did good things at Florida, but, you know, look at the pieces he had and, you know, had Kyle Pitts and all those great players there and Van Jefferson and who are all ballers in the NFL now. So, right, he's got, yeah. a, he's got a good body type, but, I mean, if he can't beat out Blaine Gabbert, then I think the, the writing's on the wall there. You know, you know, I recruited him in high school, man, because he was going to go Juco. And I recruited him because I had a lot of his teammates on my team already. And he comes from a powerhouse high school out in Houston, Manville. He wasn't the starter there. Derek King was. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, the starter was Derek King, who went to Houston and then transferred to Miami. Um, Kyle, Kyle Trask didn't play one. He didn't start one year at Mayanville High School in, in high school. He didn't start ever. And he, he ended up going to Florida still because everyone knew how fucking much of a study he still was. And so he has... You know, he's been through some rough patches in his life and stuck it out and didn't bitch and moan and transfer high schools and didn't transfer college. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he sticks it out and beats out somebody and gets the job. But I uh, appreciate the call, man. I'm going to take one more Wido again, and I'll holler at you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Wido, what up? 
Hey, Coach, man, I appreciate it. This one for both you guys. I didn't want to disrespect the guests, man. I appreciate both of you guys. <laughs> You're so, good, bro. I think we've always heard, and I'd agree, but I want to see if it's still true to this day. We've always heard high school football, football in general, it's Texas, it's Florida. It's the South. It's where the speed's at. What's up with Alan Cali? Is it, do you should still agree both of those run it, or is it different now, and where's Cali at? Oh, mm, shit. That's, that's a – well, see, it yeah. was – you're a youngster, I guess, because it always was Cali was number one, and then you talked that okay. Texas, Florida stuff. So when I grew up, Cali was cream of the crop. We beat Texas and Florida in that whole high school Florida Cali bullshit game they were playing. We we won that shit like eight years in a row, and this is the truth of the matter. Okay, I, mm -hmm. California still, if you look at it, is putting out the number one recruited kids in the country. The quarterback, number one, the quarterback level, the quarterbacks are all from here. Uh, your yeah. top Heisman candidates have all been from here the last three years alone. Um, raw talent, like we love Miami. I love Georgia. I love South Carolina. I love Texas in some spot. But um, our education system is better than most, well, pretty much every other state in the union. So what happens is most of the kids graduate and become either a qualifier or they go to some type of four-year institution. So a lot of that goes unnoticed. A lot of cats in the college game don't, don't want to talk about that because a lot of kids in California go to some type of four-year institution. Whereas in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, you get freaks of nature that don't become academic qualifiers because education is so bad in a lot of these rural-ass areas. You got to go JUCO or you get lost in the wash and you don't even never hear from them again. So it kind of is a double-edged sword, man, uh, so to speak. But everything's kind of changed. You know, Long Beach Poly for years has had most more players in the NFL than any high school in America. I think Dillard High School was second. Ray Lewis, all, all those guys out in Miami. I had a lot of kids from Dillard, so I know. But yeah. then you got Texas. If you look at it, Texas is really the home of two cities, Dallas and Houston. And those are the two metropolitan areas. And you have a huge state, the third largest state, or the second largest state in the union behind Alaska. And you really only have Houston and Dallas putting out talent in that whole state. Now, there is pockets here and there. You got a couple San Antonio. You get a couple out of Austin now. But, you know, you're not really – Houston and Dallas is where most of the talent is, obviously, where the numbers are. We lie with the numbers. So, um, I know all about Austin, Westlake, and everything. But, but you know, we're talking one school where, where, where the best high schools in America are right here within 15 minutes of each other. Modern day, Bosco. Um, you know, they're, they're literally the yeah. best school in, in America. Yeah. So yeah. Corona Centennial. So I love Texas recruiting it. Um, but I said, like I said, I would, I wouldn't waste my time and go all over a big ass state of Texas. That's basically all land unless you go to Houston or Dallas. And that's really all I'm going to recruit. Um, so yeah, you know, Texas has talent, but it's a huge state. It's hard to recruit unless you're in those big major cities that have airports. You know what I mean? So um, hey, hey, hey uh, Andrew, can I name off all the California quarterbacks? Fucking retard. Holy fuck, dog. You just fucking named oh. six quarterbacks that you've put in the NFL. Yippee, yay. I can name a thousand. Shut up. Holy fuck. People always want to talk, man. Go become a member first, motherfucker. But anyway, why don't <laughs> I appreciate you, dog? Yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. Just had to set it off one time. No doubt. Thanks, brother.
Ryan, I appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. Let me ask you this, man. I'm going to give you the trivia question, man, and I'll, I'll send you another bottle. All right. What's the, what's the question? Because I don't know how many guys in here will get it. Um, what Chicago Bears running back was known as the Galloping Ghost? Uh, was it Gale Sayers? Nope. Harold Grange. Harold Grange. Grange. Yep. One last call, Ryan, before I let question. you get out of here. This guy. Ryan, what up? North Carolina in the house. Hey, Coach, may mute my other screen. You said right, what? I had to mute my screen. Oh. Hey, one question for the both of you. Um, does this new coach in Denver matter, even with Russell Wilson? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. You want me to th- yeah, I mean, to some degree. But I, I, I said even before, maddest guy in football right now has got to be Vic Fangio because if they got Russ last year, Vic would still be the head coach with Denver. Um, I think that's how important the quarterback position is. That's how much they change the aspect of what you do, uh, not just on offense, but as a full team, what you do on defense, you can coach differently based on what your quarterback does. So, um, you know, they'll do some fun things. I think I think Hackett's done some some fun things with lesser quarterbacks. Everyone knows Rodgers, but, you know, he was Blake Borders' coach. He was J.P. Lossman's coach in Buffalo. So I think the dude can coach pretty well, um, but – I guess a straight answer to you. I don't think it, it matters a whole lot as long as basically he just needs to get out of his own way and not screw it up kind of thing. Hey, Brian, did you hear the trivia question? No, I missed it. What Chicago bear running back was known as the galloping ghost. Hear me? Yeah. Say that again. What Chicago bears running back was known as the galloping ghost. Gail Sayers. Nope. (laughs) That's what I guessed. Nah, Harold Grange, man. Okay. Red Grange, remember that name. Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, Illinois. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate you, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Coach. All right. Thanks, bro. Hey, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been fun, man. We're just hanging out. I'm just starting this kind of this themed weekly deal or daily deal all, uh, five days a week. Tomorrow's Thirsty Thursday, man. I'm going to go to the distillery in San Diego, and uh, I'm going to do the show from there after uh, we're going to blend up uh, what we're going to call Slapdick yeah. Coach's Blend, which is going to be 131 proof, which is California's legal limit to sell in a bar. Um, yeah. Remember, if 151 was around when we were young and they took those out mm-hmm. of California bars, you can't have 151. You can't have anything over 131 proof. So yeah, we're going to do some we're going to do some things um, like that. And so, um, you know, I love we'll, it, dude. I we'll lo- see what happens. I love I love the show. I love the platform. We do. I think this is thanks for having me on, man. This was a blast. Uh, anytime, so much fun. man. Um, drop your social uh-huh. medias again for everybody and uh, and your YouTube yeah, so you can just find me uh, at Ryan Dyrud, LAFB. It's my personal, at LAFB Network or LAFBnetwork.com. And YouTube is just LAFB Network, so pretty easy to find. But blast, brother. Appreciate uh, you. I appreciate you, man. Have a good show. You go tonight, too? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably go back Thursday or, yeah, Thursday or Friday. So I won't be going tonight. Oh, really? Okay, cool. We'll see. We'll All right, that. definitely. I'll be I, I want to get, man. I I get on your it. level and do every day, but not yet. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I'm getting there. Hey, it's hard. People shit, people don't realize, man, you got to do a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. A lot of prep. Anything of prep. you want to be good at, I have a two-year-old at, at home. Yeah, anything you want to be good at, shit. That's right. Hey, That's I appreciate right, you so. calling, coming in, man, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, dude. I'll holler at you. So, and hey, everyone, listen. Get this whiskey because I know he can promote it, but it's good shit. So, no doubt. Slaptic whiskey. Appreciate you, brother. I hey, appreciate you, brother. Go, go have good fun with the kids. Sounds good, man. Take Later. care. Um. I love when the guys talk that aren't members. It's always funny. 
Um, they they want to name six dudes. Well, Tom Brady has seven rings alone. Um, Andrew, <laughs> what are you talking about? Troy Aikman has three more. That's ten. So what are you going to try to say? Because I can go on and on about California quarterbacks winning Super Bowls. I don't know what you're talking about. Mahomes has one. Drew Brees has one. Do we want to keep going? Because I can keep going all fucking day long, dude. Are you kidding me? You're naming fucking RG3 and Task and... Oh, Andrew, you're an idiot. He's just naming guys. You do know the fucking last three Heisman candidate finalists are all from L.A., right? Holy shit. This motherfucker's naming guys that aren't even... Who are they? Ellinger, what is he going to do? You're naming college guys? Are we going to name college guys? Andrew, you're a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> if you were a member, I would at least have a conversation with you, but you make zero sense, dude. You're talking about nonsense. I'm supposed to, talk to, I'm supposed to tell you about every fucking player in California right now? Holy shit. This motherfucker's just naming guys. <laughs> Some of the motherfuckers, dog, just, all right, I guess you guys just need attention with no merit. Motherfucker has no merit in the conversation. He don't even know what he's talking about. He just wants to say shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. We got the fucking, some of the dumbest motherfuckers on, in, on planet Earth. Did you pull up California guys? <laughs> Holy shit. None of those guys are... By the way, RG3 is not on an NFL roster. So stop fucking naming motherfuckers. Shut up. They're, he's not on a roster. Go back to your fucking number. Drew Brees is not on an NFL roster, fucking idiot. Are you shitting me? You just naming anyone? <laughs> Motherfucker said they're on their roster. <laughs> Andrew said he works at a D1 right now. Well, you're the worst D1 coach in America because a lot of you are fucking idiots. And I guarantee you, you're probably lying. But how many D1 coaches do you think would be in on this chat right now, uh, Brad? <laughs> Some of these motherfuckers are thirsty. Hey, well, I'm going to block a, a D1 uh, coach, all right? Because you're a fucking idiot. You sound like a fucking retard. I'm just going to be honest. He can't afford $1.99, but he's a D1 coach. <laughs> Holy fuck. Some of these motherfuckers are fucking trolls. Anyway, I had to block him, dog. He was fucking horrible. I didn't know he was talking the whole time. Um, appreciate Work Boot Wednesday coming in, man. I'm going to end the show on the audio side and upload this deal. Appreciate everybody. Coming in uh, to the show. I'll holler at you tomorrow. Thirsty Thursday will be from the distillery. And uh, I appreciate everybody coming in today. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. I'll holler at you tomorrow on Thirsty Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying.